She's a small wonder. I'd like you both to meet Vicky. A child unlike other girls. And that's a real kid, right? No, no, it's a robot. Made of plastic. Microchips here and there. You're my voice input child identical. V I C I I pronounce it Vicky. Angela Bowen here, the host of She's a Small Wonder, a Small Wonder podcast. Well, this month, for the month of July, I am covering Season 3, Episode 7, entitled The Promotion, which aired October 24th, 1987. And this episode, to win a promotion over Brandon's boss's fawning, Ted decides to reveal Vicky's robot secret to his boss at a company picnic, unaware that Brandon is out to ta- sabotage Ted's effort. I'm gonna... I'm just gonna say it. Um, <laughs> I am so damn tired of these... It feels like we've gotten a handful of these episodes where Ted's boss and Brandon's boss, however, is always played by a different person. And they're always trying to impress. They're always trying to look to move up with the company, which, whichever. It just seems like it's, we get too many damn episodes about that shit. And it feels like just in these seven episodes of season three, we just, we've gotten too many and I'm over it. I'm over them, so, yeah. Brandon is a hot dumpster fire excuse of a human being. That's just how much I cannot stand that character. I hate that character. Alright, this episode's got a 7.8 out of 10 based on 21 ratings. It was directed by Leslie H. Martinson. Writers for this episode, David Silverman, Steven Sesteric, Howard Leeds, the creator, Stephen Granat, and Mel Shearer. They all had a hand in this episode. And of course, like always, there is never any trivia. There's never any user reviews. So without further ado, let's jump right into this episode. You know, I always figured there would come a day where Ted keeps wanting to introduce the world to Vicky. You know, he wants to let it be known that he created this amazing thing. But then he's like, no, we gotta hide Vicky from the world if we're gonna... It's like he keeps flip-flopping between wanting to... Basically, it's always, let's show her off and what she can do to, in a way that's going to get me something out of it. Whether money... And they'll mass produce her, and she'll be like a servant in someone's house or something to that effect. Granted, I mean, you could take it, and it wouldn't just be a child. It would be, odds are, a a grown man or woman. Like, uh, what's that movie? Smart House? Something similar to maybe that. I mean, this even could go on the... The heels of marketing, oh, it's a a child that 
a couple I don't, I don't even honestly want to go there. I'm just going to move on from that. So, we are in the kitchen for the opening episode, and Jamie's sitting at the table reading the back of a cereal box or a giant-ass novel. I can't really tell because the screen is paused and the small wonder yellow font is over the front of it. Speaking of yellow... Uh, Jamie's shirt is bumblebee color with black and yellow. And he's got, like, a beige collar. I really like how they changed his hair up a little bit from season one and two. It actually looks more styled. Like, it's kind of, he's got the middle part, and it's just kind of, you know, a, a nice trim. It's not a bowl cut or anything, so. Watch this card trick, Mom. The great Lawsoni will baffle and amuse you. All right, go ahead. Yeah, this is cards. Yeah. Interesting trick. Joni, 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 have I got news for you? Vicky, Vicky, waiting to hear what happened. Jamie, Jamie. Uh, if you don't mind, Dad, I'll sit out this dance. Yeah, really. Did you win the lottery? You are now looking at the future head of our company's cybernetics division. Thank you. I'm baffled and amused. <laughs> oh, Ted, that's wonderful. Yeah, great, Dad. When do you start? Well, I don't actually have it yet, but uh, our president, Mr. Jennings, is going to announce it this Saturday at the company picnic. It's between me and Brandon Brendel, so it's practically in the bag. You know? It better be. Just remember what happened the last time there was a promotion. He told Mr. Jennings that he should get it because you only had two months to live. <laughs> yeah, even sent Mom a sympathy card. With tears of grief, your cheeks are soaked. Sorry to hear your husband croak. Damn. Fortunately, Brandon... Well, this time he is not going to ace me up because this time I am going to be more aggressive. In fact, I have invited Mr. Jennings over for dinner. Again? What night? This night. Oh, Ted. But he said he couldn't come because he had to spend the evening with his grandson, Chip. Oh, thank goodness. So I invited Chip, too. His grand... Wait a minute. Well, I guess since it is for your career. Oh, thanks. Oh, and Kiss, listen, I want you to be very nice and very polite to Mr. Jennings and especially Chip. You know, compliment him. Tell him how nice he looks and, and how well he's dressed. You understand? I understand. You want us to kiss up? Kiss ass? Yeah. Dad, would you like me to tell Mr. Jennings how much you deserve that promotion? No, no, Jamie, that is much too obvious. Unless, of course, you can work it into the conversation. <laughs> So, I don't know if this is just a one-off thing or this is going to play into the episode, but Jamie, he was reading a book about magicians and card tricks. He even had a deck of cards on the table and wants to show Joan how he does this magic trick. Tells Vicky to cut the deck, and of course she's got like a meat cleaver there or something, and she basically literally cuts the deck in half. Ted comes in and he is swinging Joan around. He's so he's like on cloud nine. Swings Vicky around. He goes over to Jamie and Jamie's like, Dad, if you will, please. I'll just skip this dance. <laughs> he basically has a promotion in the bag, he feels, because it's down to him and Brandon. 
Well, then why the hell did Brandon get the promotion last time? It's because apparently Brandon told their boss that Ted had two months to live. And this Mr. Jennings guy bought that bullshit? That guy's an idiot. He's an idiot for even making Brandon Brindle... For even giving that man a promotion. I would have fired his ass long ago. Brandon and, and just that robotics company is not a good mix. From what we see, Brandon Brindle is the laziest garbage hot dumpster fire excuse for a human being. So you can imagine he doesn't do jack crap at his job. And there's a company picnic coming up to go along with this possible promotion. So Ted invites Mr. Jennings, who I believe is played by a different actor, and mentions his grandsonship. Well, in the episode earlier in season three, Jennings is played by a different actor who's married to Lucy Lee Flippin's character, his wife. He's got a daughter, can't remember what the hell her name is. She was a bitch anyway. And his son's name was Chip. Do the writers not give a crap about continuity? I mean, I get it, but this episode is episode seven. Let's look back real quick and see just where these episodes line up with each other. Because for heaven's sake, small wonder. Here we go. Season three. We got Bride and Groom. That's episode four. We got this guy, Ted Pittish? Pittis? Playing Mr. Jennings. And we have Jason Horst as Chip Jennings. So let's jump ahead to this episode and see... Robert Jennings is played by Donald Craig, but Chip, the actor who plays him, is being played by the same actor who is... Oh, I'm... Okay. So this is the father of the other... I'm guessing this must be senior then, and the other one is junior, because then it makes sense that this Chip kid is his grandson. Because all we see in episode four is Mr. Jennings. So that's what I'm guessing. Like, it's a father and son that own this robotics company. And he also drops it on Joan, who's busy getting dinner ready. Like, oh, honey, by the way, my boss is going to be here. Well, no, actually, it's not that night because he's going to spend time with his grandson. It's a different night. I was going to say, at first, it's like, uh, you don't ever drop a bombshell like that. Oh, by the way, like, oh, great. I've been on my feet all day taking care of teenagers, and now you want me to entertain when I come home after a long day? Not gonna happen. So, we see Mr. Jennings in the living room with Ted and Joan, and of course, you know, Vicky and Jamie, I'm sure, there. And he's telling, it's like, a lame joke, but then, of course, since it's your boss, you have to pretend it's funny because you want to keep your job. So the man says to the other man, who was 
was that lady I saw you with last night? <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh. So I think it's 40 points fine. Gets to the punchline. He's like, hey, if you think that's funny, wait till you get to the punchline. And you're like, oh yeah, I mean, it was the buildup was funny that we laughed at. Vicky, of course, is just standing by the side of the door, waiting to be told to get Mr. Jennings some pie. At first, I didn't even see the fork or spoon or whatever he's using to eat that piece of pie. First, I thought he's just gonna take it in his hand and just start eating it. I'm like, no, this guy's too refined for that. <laughs> Vicky, of course, having heard Jamie mention about, hey, you want me to drop a line about how you should get that promotion? And so it's like, well, no, don't just flat out say it. If you can work in a conversation, that wouldn't necessarily be a bad thing. And Vicky rashly gives him the pie and says, oh, yeah, how about that promotion for my father? And the Mr. Jennings practically chokes on that. But uh, what now? Excuse me. And, well, and right before she did that, he says, your daughter is so well adjusted, and I feel that children are a reflection of how they're raised by their parents. Which, I mean, I think that is definitely true. I definitely think that's true. You can add in some other factors, too. So they tell Vicky, like, Vicky, <clears throat> go check on what's his chip. Go check on him. He and Jamie are playing Scrabble, and I guess Chip is not the brightest tool in the shed because he's coming up with hexadurkel, which apparently, according to Vicky, is not a word, which I'm not surprised, probably isn't. And Jamie is just, he's trying to, like, 
he wants to win that promotion for his dad. Or at least put him in the... Yeah. So he's like, Vicky, shut up. It is actually a word. I heard it in a movie, a voodoo movie, by the way. He says, I'm going to... Uh, the person says, I'm going to put a hex on your Durkle or something. So... Um, and of course, Vicky's like telling Chip how you look nice, your pants, your shirt, your, oh, and if you're wearing boxer shorts, those are nice too. And just the kid just looks so like embarrassed. Like, because <laughs> uh, Jamie eventually cuts her off like, Vicky, enough, we get it. Every piece of article of clothing he's wearing is nice. So now we jump back to... The living room with Joan and Ted. This guy cannot remember his name. I swear it's like Mr. Burns with Homer Simpson. I don't think he's ever remembered his name unless someone is prodding, like Mr. Smithers is prodding him. Like, it's Homer Simpson. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, right. Because <laughs> he, again, calls him Tom. And he's asking, oh, did you come up with that robotics folder something or other? It's like, yeah, yeah, he did. Not Brandon. That was all me. Like, you want to test to see who's the brilliant person? You look at Ted and you look at Brandon. You put them... I guarantee Brandon is the biggest dunce to ever exist. How he managed to graduate high school or college if he went to it is well beyond my realm of understanding, honestly. So... Are you telling me that the new robotic box folder was your idea, Todd? Uh, Ted. Uh, uh, yes, that's right, Mr. Jennison. But the production report said that was Brandon Brindle's idea. We know. The automated forklift arm uh, was also my idea. <laughs> but the production report said that was Brindle's idea, too. Because what does Brindle do at the plant? He, uh, makes out the production report. <laughs> oh, I'll get it. The fuck? Get out! Damn! Brandon, we've got company. Of course! Us! Ugh! Oh, hello, Ted. Brandon, I'm, uh, yeah, I'm I thought I saw your car outside. Yeah. Looked a little dirty, so we took the liberty of washing it for you. Oh. No, 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 no need to thank me. I wasn't going to. It's not my car. We came by taxi. So where is that uh, grandson of yours? Hmm? Yes, that handsome grandson. Chip is in the kitchen with Vicky and Jamie, playing Scrabble. Oh, I love Scrabble. I never lose. Until tonight. Teddy, 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 you look younger and younger. That's a wonderful face left. <laughs> so, apparently, Mr. Jennings has been lied to. Because Ted's like, yeah, that's actually my thing, too. I created that. To the point where Mr. Jennings asks, what exactly does Brindle do? Like, what am I paying him for? Apparently he does the production reports. <laughs> yeah, right. And of course there's a knock on the door. Guess who it is? It's fucking Brandon and Harriet. And they're like, oh, we saw your car was dirty, so we washed it. And Mr. Jennings says, 
my grandson and I came in a taxi. That's not our car. So I don't know whose car you fucking watched, but it wasn't mine. <laughs> I wouldn't even let you near my car. So they ask where Chip is. Harriet's like, oh yeah, your handsome grandson. Like, yeah, he's in the kitchen with Vicky and Jamie playing Scrabble. And Harriet says, oh yeah, I love Scrabble. I never lose. And then Bran like squeezes her shoulder. And she says, uh, until tonight. <laughs> and then Brandon makes himself comfortable on the couch between Ted and Mr. Jennings. Ugh. Everything this man is, ugh. Just eviscerate him from existence would be my goal. <laughs> I mean, it's good that I eventually did get rid of Bonnie because, you know, the actress she went and she was on... Played a better character on the Hogan family, so. This is Poole, I believe. And that's how we are introduced to Jody Sweden, who would later play Stephanie Tanner on Full House. Girl, calm yourself. Yeah, right. Who's this girl? I look like Tom Selleck. You look exactly like him if you had a mustache, dark hair, and a bushy chest. Period, uh. so would you. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's, that's very generous of you, Brendel, but I just... Wouldn't feel right about your wife doing my shirts. <laughs> How about she just comes over and cleans your pool? Well, it's been a delightful Hey, someone to do that. I really must go. Would you get my coat, please? Right away, sir. I'll get it, Brandon. This is my house, and he's my guest. <laughs> Damn, Ted, calm down. Joan, I hope you'll bring some of that delicious pie of yours to the company picnic on Saturday. Oh, why, thank you, Mr. Jennings. Well, in fact, I'll make a special one just for you. Oh. <laughs> Here you go, sir. Yeah, let me do that. No, Brandon, I'll no, will you, you, will you, you, will Shit! Oh, but, Mr. Jennings, I will personally see to it that you get a new coat. Thanks. Ted will pay for it. <laughs> Fuck you, necessary. Brandon. Chip, we're leaving. Joan, would you please call a taxi for us? Oh, certainly, Mr. Jennings. I wouldn't hear of it. Mr. Jennings, I'll drive you home myself. Careful, Mr. Jennings. His rates are higher than the taxes. <laughs> I've never heard so many compliments in my life, Grandpa. Tell me more, girls. I love your smile. You have nice teeth. I love your nose. You have nice nostrils. <laughs> Oh, God. So, anyway, 
Mr. Jenny's like, look, it's been great chatting with you, but I gotta get my grandson home. He's got a bedtime. Um, and he, honestly, he just looks like he's ready to get the fuck out of there anyway. And he tells Joan, love the pie you made. Please make it for the company picnic. And Joni says, you know, I'll make one special for you. That is so cool. And, yeah, that's a great compliment. And also, Ted goes and gets Mr. Jennings' jacket for him. And then Brandon rips it out of his hand to the point where it just rips in half. And then, yeah, and even Ted's like, Brandon, this is my house. He's my guest. Oh, he just inserts himself. I hate it. So, yeah, just basically, Chip comes out. He's like, oh, Joan, call us a taxi. And Brandon says, oh, no, I'll drive you. And I'm just like, I, if I were Mr. Jennings, I'm like, no, I'll pay a taxi. Thank you. I don't want to go anywhere with you. Ooh, I don't even know how far this man lives, but <laughs> Brandon's going to talk his damn ear off. And Harriet is just, like, clinging to his grandson Saying, like, oh, I like your... I thought she was going to say you have smooth skin. Like, oh, your face is adorable. And touching his face and grabbing onto his arm and just... Uh... <sighs> this kid loves the compliments. I mean, from both Harriet and Vicky. This kid is a dumb dumb. I'm sorry. He's like a french fry short of a Happy Meal. <laughs> so after Mr. Jennings and his grandson leave, Ted is pissed. Because he's like, I should have thrown Brandon out as a night. Honestly, I would have, like, shut the fucking door, lock the door, lock the other door, so that way he can't get into your house. That's your problem. You leave the damn door unlocked for anyone to waltz in there whenever they feel it, especially the Brindles. You know, if the Lawsons moved, I bet the Brindles would, like, move and live right next to them. Like, wherever the Lawsons try to get away from the Brindles. I just, I feel it. I feel it. I feel it. I should have thrown that Brandon right out on his Brendel. I didn't want to make a scene in front of Mr. Jennings. Oh, honey, you did the right thing. Well, there's got to be some way that you can show Mr. Jennings how good you are. You had to be to invent Vicky. Wait a minute. Yeah, that's a ticket. <laughs> I used Vicky to get that promotion over Brendel. How, Ted? Yeah, how, Ted? <laughs> At the company picnic on Saturday, I'm going to show Mr. Jennings something that'll knock his socks off. I'm going to show him that Vicky is a robot. So, yeah, after they close the door on Brandon and Mr. Jennings, Joan says, hey, look, there's got to be a way that you can beat Brandon for that promotion. I don't think Ted would have to do much. But... Ted brings up something that I'm just, I'm surprised that the whole time, in a way, he's always in a balancing act against himself with wanting to reveal what Vicky can do, but also wanting to hide her from the world for fear that someone else will try to take her and use her for their own evil purposes. But yeah, when he, he says, no, I'm going to reveal to Mr. Jennings what Vicky can do. I'm going to reveal that she's a robot. And I'm just like, yeah, it's season three. I'm kind of curious to see how this is going to go. And 
we don't get a response from Joan because <laughs> when this aired, cut right to commercial. Of course, you're going to drop a bomb like that and boom, you're going to go to commercial. But now we're back from commercial and maybe we're at the company picnic at this point. We can't keep her a secret forever. And what better time than now? Mr. Jennings accepts Vicky as a perfect, well-mannered little girl. He's going to flip when he finds out she's a robot. No way he won't give me that promotion. I hope so. Yeah. Uh, Jamie, have you seen the cupcakes? Did you pack them? There was a room in the picnic basket for them, Mom. Oh, so I ate them. Jamie! Honey, 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 there's Mr. Jennings now. Let's go ask him to lunch before that weasel Brandon does come out. He probably already has. Hey, look, Vicky. A charity kissing booth. Look at the fox who's doing the kissing. It says a dollar a kiss. Oh, all I got is 50 cents. Maybe she'll give me one lick. Yeah. Keep an eye on the food. Keep an eye on the food. <laughs> Now, Harriet, this promotion is real important to me, so you've got to help me get it. Now, do you think you can pull off my plan? I'll try, Daddy. Vicky always does what I tell her to. Uh, but I really don't like to do this to Vicky. She's my friend. Well, of course she is. And her daddy is my friend. But what are friends for if you can't stick it to them? <laughs> what a dick. Remember, if my plan works, there's a new bicycle in your future. But if it doesn't work... Then you have no future. <laughs> Vicky, I have to talk to you. You know, one of our daddies is going to get a big promotion today. My dad should get that promotion. And he can, too, if you make a good impression on Mr. Jennings. And I'm going to help you. First of all, you've got to stop acting the way you always do. Like a perfect little goody two-shoes. A goody two-shoes? Sit down, I'll fill you in. Ugh. Jennings doesn't like kids like that. What she likes is a kid with spirit. A kid can think for herself and does what she wants to do. Understand? I understand. Do what I want to do. Right. What do I want to do? <laughs> you want to get your own way. And if you don't, throw a tantrum. That'll really impress them. A tantrum? Yeah, like I throw when I want to show my folks who's boss. Stomp your feet and lie on the ground and scream and hold your breath until you turn blue. I can do that. Good grief, Vicky. Wow. And I thought I was good. And another thing, Vicky. You know what Mr. Jennings likes best of all? What? Insults. Insult him and you'll really make him happy. I don't know any insults. Oh, I know a lot of them. Here's one my mom said to my dad. With a mouth like yours, you can eat a banana sideways. Here, I wrote a few of them down for you to remember. Okay? Okay. See all those games we've got at the picnic? I'll tell you a few things to do that'll really do wonders for your dad's career. So, Jonah's having sex months. Like, Ted, you really want to go through with this and tell... Mr. Jennings said Vicky's a robot. And Ted's like, yeah, yeah, I think it's time. I, I have to do this. 
And then, of course, looking for <laughs> the muffins or whatever she packed for this company, Picnic. And, of course, Jamie's like, oh, there wasn't room in there, so I ate. I'm like, oh, boy. So they go off to speak to Mr. Jennings about inviting him out to lunch, him and his grandson. Jamie sees a kissing booth. And it's like, oh, a dollar a kiss. I only got 50 cents. Ugh. So he goes off. And then, of course, we go to Brandon, who's basically instructing Harriet to sabotage Ted's chances at get, possibly getting this promotion. So Harriet's going over there and telling Vicky, you got to stop with the goody two-shoes act. You just got to insult Mr. Jennings. Here's some. I wrote some down for you. Throw a tantrum. Tell your hold your breath to your face turns blue, just all this crap. So that was it's like, uh, and the fact that Brandon is basically threatening his daughter's life, saying, "If this doesn't work, you have no future, but if it does work, you get a new bike." Ugh, what? Ugh, I just I feel bad. Harriet is just from a neglected, emotionally bu abusive home. Oh, yeah, she also, Harry also mentions about some of the company picnic games that Vicky can try to sabotage and mess things up. And it's just like, uh. And it sounds like here that Ted is inviting Mr. Jennings and his grandson Chip to lunch, but it sounds like Mr. Jennings says, oh, it's nice of you to invite us to lunch too. As in, oh, Brandon also invited you? Uh. Why would that guy, that guy's gotta have, like, half a brain cell if he thinks he's gonna go to lunch with Brandon. And Brandon's gonna pay for it. Bullshit. We know he's not, because he's a fucking cheapskate. It's very nice of you to invite Chip and me to lunch, Tim. Ted. <laughs> uh, well, after lunch, Mr. Jennings, we have quite a surprise to show you concerning our daughter, Vicky. Oh, such a lovely, well-behaved child, like Chip here. Oh, Mr. Jennings, good afternoon, sir. Lovely to see you again. And you, Chip, you had some little devil. <laughs> oh, the only thing that'll make my hair stay down is Crisco. <laughs> <laughs> uh, how about some lunch, Mr. Jennings? Yeah, won't you join me? Well, I already... Yeah, no, that's right over here. I have Ted and Joe and Caterers. Oh. Bullshit! <laughs> here is my lovely daughter, Harriet. Harriet, look lovely for Mr. Jennings. Yeah, from Grandma. 
the hell? Oh! Vicky! Let's see what you can do, big shot. Show you what I can do. Play a hundred to one, she uh, rings the bell. <laughs> Come on now, a little girl like that? Uh, uh, well, Vicky's no ordinary little girl. You see, Vicky happens to be... Bop! insult Mr. Jennings, but Vicky also starts insulting Chip. It's like, great. And Ted, it's like, you can hear Harriet sleep, right, Vicky? Blah, 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 blah. Yeah, it's just... And they go to the test your strength game, and Ted's trying to play up Vicky's strength, because Chip fucking sucks. Couldn't even barely get it off the ground. And you think she's gonna, because he's like, yeah, Ted says 101 odds she hits the bell, and she ends up taking that sledgehammer thing and whacking Mr. Jennings' toe. And I'm just like, ugh. She even calls Chip a wimp with puny-ass muscles, so she's seen bigger lumps than oatmeal. Uh, yeah, it's like, this is not going in Ted's favor. Of course it isn't. And, of course, here comes Jamie with lipstick on his face. Apparently that girl's been making out with him or whatever. And, and, and Ted and Jr. are like, where the hell have you been? What's going on with Vicky? Because Ted's like, I didn't program her to do the talk that way. And Jamie's like, can I get $20 and some chapstick? Uh, or just five? Ugh. Kid. Ugh. Alright, so now we got Mr. Jennings and Chip. Chip's gonna try to knock down the milk bottles with a giant softball. And there's some really crappy looking stuffed animals. Nothing that is recognizable as any character. Well, we know this ain't gonna go well. Damn it, Brandon. Oh, I just wanna punch you in the damn face. So it turns out uh, yeah, this guy cannot get Ted's name right to save his life. He's as bad as Mr. Burns is with Homer's name. Come on, Chip. Show him that major league arm of yours. Here he goes. That was pathetic. What the hell was that? Air ball? Uh, no. why don't you try to win a bear, too? Uh, Mr. Jennings, why don't you stand behind her? Good thinking. Well, uh, she'll knock them all down, Mr. Jennings. As I said before, Vicky is no ordinary little girl. Vicky happens to be a... Uh, oh, my... The fuck? Uh, Mr. Jennings, you all right? Would you like me to get you a lawyer? <laughs> Mr. Jennings, I don't know what to say. Vicky's never behaved like this before. Lawson, 
I think a good sound spanking is in order. He's right, Ted. That's exactly what you deserve. <laughs> I want a bear. Well, you can't have one. I want a bear.
yeah, Chip throws a damn air ball, and Brandon's like, oh, here, here's this little bear for you. It's like, he didn't win. And the guy running that booth would be like, excuse me, you put that bear back, sir. He did not win that bear. Like, I'm not schmoozing this guy and his grandson. I don't need that person's job. But, yeah, it turns out... The guy... <laughs> I'm like, Ted is going to lose his job. And he tells Brandon, guess what? You're getting to promotion. I'm like, fuck. Well, it turns out the promotion is in Iceland. I guess he would have to watch over a bunch of workers out in Iceland. And he also tells Ted, if I could remember your name, I would fire you. And then Joan's like, well, Ted, go show him what Vicky can do, because she's no ordinary girl. And he's like, well, I mean, I'm not doing that now. Not until we, like, fix her. It's like, then you, I think they need to do something with Vicky, so she only responds to the people in the family. She doesn't respond or take orders from anyone else outside of the family. Jamie, this kid has basically been in and out for this episode. Getting, like, making out with whoever this high school girl is that's donating kisses for a dollar a kiss. Because his face is literally covered in lipstick. And I'm just like, ah. So, they're like, damn, Jamie. <laughs> he sits down and, he's, and they're like, oh, do you want some pie? He's like, yeah. And Vicky, of course, hits him right in the face. Oh, Brandon's like, oh, Harriet's the real Brad. It's like, no shit. She taught Vicky everything she knows. Like, yeah, she did. <laughs> you know, as, honestly, as far as episodes, I was really, I don't know. Why Why did we think that he was going to really reveal what Vicky could do? There's always an instance where he wants to do this, and then something happens. It's like, no, we can't reveal... That Vicky's a robot. We'll come and take her away. Use her for evil purposes. Alright, so yeah, as I said, I just, this episode really stunk. <laughs> Brandon being in it made it a thousand times worse. But, um, yeah, I'm looking forward to the one for August. The Lawsonville Horror. This was actually on Halloween of 1987. An electrocuted Vicky behaves as though possessed. The, but my favorite favorite that's coming in September is The Bad Seed. We get to finally meet Vanessa. I believe it's Vanessa. It's not Victoria. It's Vanessa. Um, because Ted builds a more advanced robot, but his plans to scrap Vicky are halted when the new model refuses to obey orders. Oh, I just, oh, I remember that. I'm just so excited for it. It's going to, oh, it's going to be so good. It's going to be so, so good. So hopefully I didn't bore you too much with this one. Um, mainly with just, you know, the playing the clips and just kind of talking about the scene, which is normally what I do anyway. But I'm just like... Ugh, I mean, it was a dud, but, and you guys know how much I can't stand Brandon Brindle. Bonnie is the worst, and then Brandon, and then, of course, Harriet is just underneath, because she's a kid, but she, and she's a brat, and she knows it. But Brandon just, ugh, and the thing is, I, I believe we only get one episode with, um, Edie McClurg as 
Bonnie, because by that time, I believe she was already on the show Valerie as Mrs. Poole, the Hogan's neighbor. So, yeah. <laughs> I can imagine the last episode she's in is probably going to be them, her kind of phoning it in. I don't know. We'll, we'll find out. Maybe she's only in for like a quick in and out scene, like she's dipping in to say hey and then leaving. I don't know. And then, of course, we have, I guess... Is it Ida May? It's supposed to be Brandon's sister, which... That's... As irritating as when I was watching Different Strokes and Philip Drummond's sister moved in. And I like the lady in the first season of Punky Brewster as Punky's teacher. But <laughs> as Mr. Drummond's sister, she was just... To me, she felt like an interloper that did not need to be there. Because, I mean, we had so many, and I know this is not the Different Strokes podcast. That's another one that I've been working on. Um, but we had gotten a lot of, you know, housekeepers over the time from Mrs. Garrett to Adelaide to uh, Mrs. To, to Pearl in the last couple seasons. So... Yeah, but anyway, I I hope I'm sorry if you didn't you guys didn't care for this one. I I mean maybe you did. Again, the episodes are on YouTube. Check them out. Uh, I didn't see any interesting comments on YouTube, so it is what it is. I will be back next month with the Lawson. Well, Lawsonville horror, something like that. So look forward to that. Have a great rest of July, even though this is the 24th of July. And have a good August. I'll, uh, I'll be back towards the end of August. Bye-bye, right. everyone.